Hey everyone, welcome to the Bacon, Levitt, and Tomato podcast. I'm your fearless host, Mark Levitt, on this President's Day. I hope uh, all your holidays are going well. It's beautiful weather here out in New York. Anyhow, normally on my show, I uh, review cheesy movies about monsters like Bigfoot or cockroaches from space or something. But today I thought I'd take a break from all the creepy crawly critters out there and take on something with an all-human cast for a change. How about that? Sound good? Okay. Well, today there's no creepy critters, like I said, but there is a creepy doctor. The film I'm going to be reviewing for today is entitled Stalked by My Doctor. I'm Dr. Beck, head of cardiology. Yeah, I'm operating immediately. Otherwise, she will die. Dr. Morris, what are you still? They'll be fine, sweetheart. Hi, Sophie. How are you feeling today? Thank you for saving my life. What was he doing? He was just changing my bandage. Was there a female nurse present when he was doing that? No, no, no. Should there be? Yeah. Well, I just love you, Dr. Beck. You know, sometimes I get the feeling he's like hitting on you or something. What? I can't socialize with my patients. If I do, I could lose my license. Hi, Sophie. Can I talk to you? What are you doing here? Dad, he was looking at me like he had a crush on me. We should get a new doctor. How did you know I like this kind of dog? I just saw it and I thought you liked it. Did you tell Dr. Beck that Sophie collects dolls? No. The only way he would know is if he's looking at my bedroom window in the middle of the night. I think we should get a restraining order. So today's selection is uh, Stalked by My Doctor. It's a film from the year 2015 and by the Johnson Production Company, who's responsible for the other film I reviewed uh, called Ants on a Plane. Well, this is a big change from that one. Uh, now, these days I know the news is full of reports of the scary epidemic, the coronavirus, right? The coronavirus. And with all the paranoia involved in catching that, that uh, virus. And, and, and nowadays, you'd wonder how any doctor would or could or would have let himself become obsessed with a patient with all that paranoia about that coronavirus, right? Well, we're talking about a film set in 2015 here, a time way before the coronavirus, where doctors were apparently free and eager to stalk their patients. This film uh, begins as two teenagers, a guy and his girlfriend are in a car. Uh, Sophie Green is the, the girl, and they're riding home from, apparently, I, I guess, a date. S suddenly, though, as the guy is driving, he gets a text from a college recruiter about a possible football scholarship. This seems ridiculous that a college recruiter is texting a potential prospect in late at night. I mean, is this standard protocol? What, he couldn't have just reached the kid on his Instagram or IM'd him on Facebook? Anyhow, predictably, the second the guy takes his eyes off the road, he gets into a horrible car accident, and him and his girlfriend are rushed to the hospital. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as they get there, Doc Stock is on his rounds. Actor Eric Roberts plays heart surgeon Albert Beck. He gets called on the scene because Sophie's lung is piercing her heart. Eric Roberts is cast perfectly as the sick, obsessive doc in this film. He just has a, a, a tanned, oily look that works well. Also, I don't know if uh, Roberts wears glasses in real life, but the wardrobe department give him these uh, thick, black Clark Kent glasses 
that temper his rugged looks. So he has more of a creepy nerd vibe here. Also, I guess it really cuts into your ability to stalk if you don't have 20-20 vision, right? No one likes a far-sighted stalker, am I right? Right. Anyhow, uh, almost immediately, Dr. Beck is on the make. While uh, the girl, Sophie, Sophie is laying uh, uh, on her hospital bed in a semi-conscious state, he suddenly kisses her full on the lips. And then he asks if she likes sushi. I mean, dude's timing is impeccable, right? After a horrific crash and life-threatening injuries, who doesn't want to sink their teeth into a nice temporal roll? I would think that pervy doctors would have to, ha they'd have to be a little more subtle in their approach to their victims, right? Lay the groundwork, test the waters. But subtlety is not this dog, this doc's strong suit. There is a scene in the film where the doc goes on a date with a woman he met on the internet. And just after about four hours, he asks her to have his babies and move to Baja with him. Now, Asking a, a woman you just met to bear your children and raise them in a foreign country might seem a tad unseemly. Not to mention just plain and practical. I mean, this woman might be unable to conceive. And hell, she might not even have a current passport. Soon things progress. The doctor keeps making rounds near Sophie so he can be near her. And uh, in one scene, he rebandages her stomach and seductively he rubs salve right in her wound while looking at her longingly in the eyes. Sophie doesn't exactly help herself out when she's finally released from the hospital, and uh, she go, goes ahead and gives the doctor a personal note expressing her deep appreciation for what he's done and enclosing a cute teddy bear with a heart on it. A perfect gift, right, for any crazy obsessive doctor on the make. Just, just something, you know, perfect, really Hits the mood. Oh, yeah, uh, and no way he can get the wrong impression there. I mean, that, you know, very, very, uh, very businesslike. Sophie's mom in the film is played by Deborah Zoe. I think that's how it's pronounced, Zoe or Zoe. But anyhow, she immediately senses there's something off about the doctor. Wow, she, she's really, she's really good, good uh, you know. She, 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 she senses people in a snap, right? The mother does have the best and funniest lines in the film. At one point, she prophetically says, maybe we, we should get a better, do a different doctor. And later in the film, she says, what are we going to do? Wait until he rapes her? Sophie's dad, uh, do, uh, Mr. Enabler over there, however, he thinks the, the doctor is a, he's a top heart surgeon. And hey, What's a little light, pervy behavior between doctor and patient, right? I mean, it's better than going with a doctor that's out of network. Once Sophie returns home, Dr. Pervo goes full-on wackadoo, though. Soon, once you know it, he breaks into her house and sniffs her bed sheets. He rolls around in her bed. Then he alternates between moods of imagining uh, sexy scenarios with Sophie to ashamedly ripping up her toy doll on her bureau. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, actually spoil the rest of the film. It spins really out of control. But I will say that the the doc soon turns from lusty to just violent, diabolical, and without any scruples. 
Yeah, just what you want in your HMO. Overall, I found, uh, although this film definitely had some heavy-handed and cheesy touches, but uh, it's surprisingly effective because of the interesting plot developments that happen as the film goes on. And there's really great casting here. All the, the primary actors in the film are really excellent. Standouts to me are the mom in the film, Deborah Zoe. Physically, she looks like if someone cloned uh, Jacqueline Smith with Demi Moore. She looks like an amalgamation of both. She's really the soul of the movie and does a great job in playing the reality of the situation and not going overboard into histrionics. The boyfriend in the film, played by uh, Carson Boatman, is really perfect as the boyfriend. Initially, I, I thought he was going to go you know, into his one-note stereotype uh, teen guy, but he plays his part with more nuance and truth as the film goes on. Now, I've said Eric Roberts is good uh, earlier on uh, as the wacko doc. He does a good job of balancing the professional exterior with the whack job within. He's more than a little too rugged, though, to be a heart surgeon. I mean, he's too handsome, but he's old enough in the film, I guess, to show a guy that's past his physical prime and is capable of vanity and insecurity. So I guess they waited till he was old enough to be credible in this role. I don't think that was intentional, but uh, like I said, it works. I did have some trouble, though, accepting the fact that this doctor was somehow able to hide his sick behavioral tendencies unchecked for so long in a hospital environment. I mean, dude was bound to be a, to have a couple of previous slip-ups. I don't know, like trying to, like offering to personally tailor a girl's hospital gown or enjoying a glass of Merlot while performing a woman's breast exam. Overall, if you're currently pissed about your recent copay or generally soured on the healthcare industry as a whole, I recommend an afternoon uh, prescription of this film stalked by my doctor. I was interested to learn that uh, the film does have a sequel. It does have a sequel out there that you can also check out called Stalk Stalked by My Doctor, The Return. Not the most imaginative title, but uh, it's, it's out there. I might decide to watch it later and... Uh, give you guys a review on the upcoming podcast. Until then, uh, thanks everybody for watching, or listening rather, to uh, the podcast, Bacon, Lemon, and Tomato, and I'll see you guys later on. So long.